Jiva Goswami ki jai, Sri Sandarbhas ki jai, Anantakota Vaishnavind ki jai. Glorious devotees, thank you so much for coming to another presentation on Shijiva Goswami's Satsandarbhas. Today we'll be uh, concluding our discussion, an overview of the Bhagavat Sandarbha. So we will proceed. Again, we are dealing with, uh, in the Bhagavat Sandarbha, uh, this primary verse from the Srimad Bhagavadam, Bhagavatam, Vedanti tat tat bhavidas tat bhamyas gyanam advayam brahmeti aramatmeti bhagavanti sabjate. Learn transcendentalists who know the absolute truth, call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma, or Bhagavan. Uh, in our last discussion, we went over to some um, extent uh, the fact that uh, Vaikuntha is a transcendental realm, and it is such uh, a, a, such a character and made of such internal potency of the Sup Supreme Lord, his Swarup Shakti, uh, that uh, his eternal associates there uh, do not fall from that realm under any circumstance. Um, they may come to the material realm, his Ekapad Vibhuti, from time to time at his request, um, but uh, they do so uh, retaining their uh, spiritual position. So I want to cover uh, a few anachetas. Again, I re remind you that uh, this is um, a very superficial presentation. Um, the Bhagavat Sandarbha, uh, as all the Sandarbhas, are, are very deep and full of um, profound meaning. And Srila Jiva Goswami has taken considerable time uh, to unpack different uh, tattvas or truths relate, related to uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, spiritual uh, ideal, uh, which is the ideal of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas made available by his descent. And he has unpacked these extensively so the overview is just to give us um, some insight into what Srila Jiva Goswami has contributed uh, to the Vaishnav community. And if we look deeply at that contribution, uh, what we can find there is that Srila Jiva Goswami is basically giving a commentary on the Bhagavat Purana, which is the primary pramana or evidence uh, for our 
for our Sampradaya. Uh, prior to um, the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the primary praman used by, utilized by the various Vaishnav Sampradayas was the Pristana Trayi, which consisted of Bhagavad Gita, the 10 principal Upanishads, and the Vedanta Sutra. And the major Acharyas gave us some commentary on that. Uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, why not accept the mature commentary of the uh, author of the Vedanta Sutra himself, uh, Srila Vyasadev? And he is uh, given that mature commentary in his rewriting of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So let us go there for the main substance of uh, spiritual uh, thought and truth and make that, uh, that should be the basis uh, for spiritual understanding. Uh, it can, it is, and, and that becomes uh, the praman uh, for the Gaudiya Vaishnavs. But truly the deeper praman for the Gaudiya Vaishnavs is the unpacking of the knowledge contained in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavat Purana, by the founding acharyas um, working under Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's direction, uh, the Goswamis, the six Goswamis, and uh, his other personal associates, and then coming after them, Baladev Bijibhushan and Vishwanath Chakravarti. And actually, even going back a little before the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the illustrious commentator on the Bhagavatam, uh, Sridhar Swami, whose commentary was so much appreciated, Sri Chaitanya. So these commentaries, these unpackings are truly the, the essential pramana for us as Gaudias, that being the Sandarbhas of Jiva, Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, uh, other esoteric writings, Brihad uh, Bhagavatam Rita from Sanatan Goswami. All these Acharyas unpacked uh, Raghunath Das Goswami and his various writings. They they brought out the essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And that's that essence has formed the Sampradaya and the Sampradaya's spiritual understanding and practice. So the Sambandha, the Abhideya, and the Prayojan of the Gaudiya Vaishnavs is truly to be found in the Praman which is the unpacking of what was there in the Bhagavat Purana. That is our, that is our pramana upon the praman of Srimad Bhagavatam. So I wanted to conclude our look at the Bhagavat Purana today by just going over again in a very cursory way, uh, some additional comments. Uh, from the Bhagavat Purana that Jiva gives us. And 
what we find overall in the Bhagavat Purana is Jiva Goswami putting forth what is the nature of the transcendental reality. And that transcendental reality, although it can be seen variously according to the approach, the topmost seers, the topmost approach is the approach wherein the Bhagavan conception is accepted. Um, so let us go forward here and look at a, a few highlights from some of the other Anuchedas or sections. Again, each Anucheda dealing with different specific um, specific tattvas. Jiva unpacks this. So he's he's at this stage, he, he's come to the point of, of giving us some insight into the intrinsic nature of the Lord. And he's explained that the Lord's personal being and his various transcendental shaktis and his abodes and his associates are all of the same intrinsic nature. These all comprise his Swarup Shakti. So something from the 75th Anucheta, uh, pointing out that his associates are also transcendental like him. Jiva Goswami writes in his 75th Anucheta, it has thus been established that Sri Vaikuntha is part of the Lord's essential nature, Swarup. It naturally follows that the associates of the Lord, who are his inherent parts, should also be the same. It is thus logical to conclude that the nature of the Lord's eternal associates cannot possibly be other than identical to the divine nature of the Lord. Cannot be possibly other than identical. <laughs> to the na divine nature of the Lord. Therefore, Sri Yudhisthir said to Sri Narda, the residents of Vaikuntha are devoid of bodies, senses, and life force. This means, according to Sridhar Swami, that the Vaikuntha residents have bodies consisting of Sudhasattva, or unalloyed being, and not material bodies senses, and life force, which are causes for material birth. I'm getting a message here that my connection is unstable. I apologize for that. Some commentary here. After establishing that Vaikuntha is part of the Lord's essential nature, Sri Jiva Goswami goes on to say that his associates are also Swarup Bhuta, or part of the Lord's essential nature. It was already established that Vaikuntha cannot be approached by material means. 
It can be attained only by pure devotional service. It has also been shown that Vaikuntha is completely free from the material gunas. This naturally implies that everything that exists in Vaikuntha is transcendental, including the associates of the Lord. Going on to the 76th Anucheta. The verse says that the Lord's associates look like him, but they lack the Srivatsa mark on their chest and the Kastuba gem around their neck. These two distinct features of the Lord are not to be found on anyone else. The mark of Srivatsa is a tuft of golden hair having a clockwise turn on the left side of the Lord's chest. This mark represents the consort of the Lord, Sri Lakshmi Devi. The Kastuba gem represents the living beings. Only the Lord holds both Lakshmi Deva, Devi, Antaranga Shakti, and the living beings, Tatasta Shakti, within himself. Therefore, these two insignia are found only on him. So here, Jiva goes, it's becoming clear that, in the, this is from the commentary, that there, these distinguishing characteristics uh, are there because there is a liberation available to the jivatma who attains spiritual perfection of having a similar form to that of the Lord. So these associates of the Lord, uh, without these distinguishing characteristics, uh, in Vaikuntha, in the realm of Vaikuntha, uh, you'd have a hard time making a distinction and Srila Sanatan, Sanatan Goswami, he highlighted this in his uh, Brihat Bhagavatamrita uh, in the travels of Gopakumar. Uh, upon entrance to Vaikuntha, uh, he could not distinguish. He saw all the transcendental personalities there when he first arrived as as the Lord himself, he was, he was overtaken in transcendental appreciation of the form of the Lord, and uh, he, he could not make this distinction. So here, the specific uh, distinguishing characteristics uh, are given. Going on to the 77th Anucheta. Therefore, the associates of the Lord are not influenced by time. So, to achieve the liberated condition of eternal existence in their company, Samipya is the highest possible good, Purushartha, to, to be aspired for by conscious beings, and particular for the topmost devotees. Pallad Maharaj prayed for this to Lord Nishringa. Therefore, now that I am in knowledge, I do not yearn for the boons desired by conditioned beings, such as long life, opulence, worldly, 
glory, or sense pleasures, up to including those enjoyed by Brahma. All these are destroyed by you in the form of powerful time. Just grant me the association of your servants. The meaning is clear. And this Anucheta is wonderful in that it highlights that the highest aspiration uh, for the devotees is this association amongst his eternal servants. So this Samipya, this is the Purushartha. Uh, even the Lord aspires to be in the association of his devotees. So what to speak of what should be aspired to by his, by his devotees or those um, aspiring to be his devotees, that this is the, the highest aim for human life. Now, one would say, well, should, shouldn't we all aspire to be with, with the Supreme Lord himself? Well, the Lord is never alone. So wherever, wherever you find his devotees, he is naturally there. Uh, there was, so aspiring to this association gives us an the highest opportunity to serve the Lord perfectly, especially as Gaudiya Vaishnavs, uh, we are Raganuga Bhaktis. We are following the serving mood of the Lord's eternal associates. This is our, our topmost uh, attainment, is to serve, to assist in this service. Will Krishna be there? Krishna, there's no chance of Krishna not being there. He is always there uh, with his devotees. So uh, this, this is the highest attainment, the Purushartha, as uh, exemplified by Prahlad Maharaj and his prayers. Little commentary, Jiva here defines association with Bhagavan's eternal associates as parama purushartha, the highest possible good that can be aspired for by conscious beings. The residents of Vaikuntha are transcendental to the material world. Anucheta 78. There are unlimited worlds and beings in the tripod vibhuti, or the transcendental abode characterized by threefold dimensionality of being, immortality, fearlessness, and all-auspicious worship of the absolute. All of them are of the nature of unalloyed being, sudasattva, and are known as brahmananda sukha the joy and bliss of Brahman. They are all eternal, immutable, and devoid of the lower gunas. They are golden, pure, and brilliant as a million suns. They are all full of Vedic knowledge, divine and free from the defects of lust and greed. They relish only the nectar of unalloyed devotional service to Sri Narayan's lotus feet 
They are always filled with the bliss of the sweet chanting of the Samaveda and are effulgent with Vedic knowledge. They are the personification of the fivefold worship of the Lord. So here, Jiva Goswami, and again, I have taken out the essence, the, the verses from the Bhagavatam that highlight uh, these characteristics. In this particular Anarcheta, I have not uh, brought those uh, into the discussion, but Jiva Goswami's commentary makes itself evident that he's taking from the Bhagavatam and showing that the characteristics of the Lord's um, eternal associates and the atmosphere uh, of Vaikuntha is such. It's, there, there is no death there. Everyone is eternal, and therefore there is no fear there because the fears that we live under within material existence is all coming from death. Well, you could say, well, I have other fears. Well, primarily what, what are, if we look deeply, step back from those fears, we find those fears are rooted in a sense of loss something is going to be taken from us. Our wealth is going to be taken, our, our, our associates. So it's, the fear is all coming from the fact of the temp, temporary nature of material existence. But everything in the absolute realm is, is free of death. Therefore, there is no fear. Nothing is coming to an end. And everything there is all auspicious. And that atmosphere gives us the opportunity to completely express free will. Whereas the material realm, we think we have free will, but our free will is always impeded by this never-ending ending of everything that we aspire for, involve ourselves in, even up to the point of our gross and subtle bodies. Now we come to a, a section at the, at the near the end of the Bhagavat Sandarbha, where Jiva Goswami takes great lengths to show his readers that the concept of Bhagavan is the topmost ideal when it comes to understanding the absolute truth. So Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. Bhagavan is all inclusive of these other features. Now you could look and say, well, this was this emphasis by Srila Jiva Goswami 
was necessary because of the profound influence of Sankara's um, radical non-dualistic philosophy, which we refer to as Mayavad. Mayavad specifically is opposed to Brahmavad, as we've discussed, uh, meaning that some interpretation is made in regards to the nature of transcendence, rather than relying on uh, proper spiritual authority for an understanding of transcendence. So, of course, there is the Brahman feature or manifestation of the Supreme, but that manifestation has to be understood in light of revelation. But we find Sankaracharya's radical non-dualism, which is referred to uh, now as the Mayavad philosophy, is an imposition of materialistic logic on transcendence. So therefore, having the proper understanding of what is Brahman and what is Brahman in relation to the Bhagavan conception is, is really fully unpacked by Jiva Goswami in this Bhagavat Sandarbha. We may think, well, we're past that. Uh, we understand that we understand the personal conception of God, and we need not worry about being influenced by uh, the Mayavad philosophy. So we already we got it. We're good to go. No concern on our part there. Well, there is concern. There was concern 500 years ago when Jiva Goswami. Uh, took the notes of Gopal Bhatta Goswami and added to them and presented the Sandarbhas. And again, Sandarbha means essence, the essence of the of theistic thought. So it was prevalent then, and it is just as prevalent now. Even the prayers to my spiritual master, uh, we, we sing of his coming to the Western world to, to basically destroy these conceptions of Mayavad philosophy. Nirvashesha and Sunyavad. So both these things, impersonalism and voidism are there. And this is just in our last generation of, of spiritual masters. So very important point. And when we look to some of the major misconceptions that are being dealt with in the contemporary Gaudiya community, 
we can find that there is this underlying influence of Mayavad philosophy. When we concluded our last class in speaking of falling from Vaikuntha, we could we sh we discussed there that this idea is akin to, it's related to this Mayavad philosophy in that we are projecting a material logic upon the transcendental realm. Just like the Mayavadis project material logic into their understanding of transcendence. In that transcendence, they feel, can be influenced by the external energy, maya, and that influence creates an ignorance wherein the living entity who is fully spiritual in nature uh, becomes overwhelmed by maya. So basically they're saying maya is within Brahman. And they have two ways of looking at it. If, if, if maya is primarily, if the maya of the mode of ignorance and passion is primary, then that influence creates the misconception of the jiva. If it's primarily sattvic, then that influence creates the conception of a personalized Godhead or personality of Godhead. But both these ideas of the influence of the material energy upon Brahman, they, they're illogical. It does, they do not make sense. And it's important that we understand this properly. And we can see the same idea there in that, well, there can be an influence of ignorance on a resident of Vaikuntha who's free of the modes of material nature. Well, if he's free of the modes of material nature, how could it could one possibly be influenced by ignorance that would again bring one into material existence or falling from Vaikuntha? So even this idea, although it is used uh, by the Acharyas, the current Acharyas, have utilized it, even Prabhupada did, in order to pacify and bring people in, because Abrahamic tradition, although none of us can know the mind of the guru, we can see how this kind of idea of original sin was, was somewhat accommodated by these powerful preachers 
simply to bring people into the fold of bhakti. But this is not our Siddhanta. No Vaishnav Sampradaya accepts that a jiva falls from Vaikuntha. But such an idea is there in the Abrahamic traditions. And because of its existence there, we can see um, some preaching that accommodates that idea of original sin in order to give people the opportunity to enter into the doorway of bhakti. So we'll take a little from this um, Anucheta, the 81st Anucheta, uh, just some words on this particular Anucheta from the Bhagavad uh, Sundarbha. It's probably one of the longest um, pages and pages are there, if it's written out, <laughs> uh, dealing with uh, the thoughts that Jiva Goswami is trying to unpack and, and school us in. I've only taken some highlights from this Anucheta uh, for our discussion today. Jiva writes there, in this way, even though it has been clearly shown with multiple references to the testimony of realized sages that the most complete manifestation of Brahman is in Bhagavan, this matter shall here be considered again in further detail. The one absolute truth is described in two ways, but there is no difference in its essence, even though a difference exists, not only in name, but in appearance also. However, two types of eligible seekers, according to their individual perceptual abilities, see the one absolute in these two ways and worship him accordingly. One should not misconstrue that the realization of one is factual while the other is delusive, because the reality of both manifestations has been established. Nor is it that there is a partial difference due to the one substantive being partially transformed by its own energy, since neither Brahman nor Bhagavan can undergo transformation. It's important that we make the proper transition from the Mayavad philosophy that was just being discussed in relationship to Sankacharya's uh, radical non-dualistic approach to spirituality and the Brahman conception that's being presented here by Srila Jiva Goswami. The Brahman spoken of in this Anucheta is the a proper approach to the Brahman conception of the Supreme Absolute Truth based uh, based firmly uh, in scripture because the verse again the verse that is the basis 
Vedanti tat tat vavidas tat vamyas jnanamadvayam. This non-dual absolute jnanamadvayam is seen differently, but it is the same absolute truth, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. So, Vedanti tat tat vavidas, by the great seers who are what? They're following the Vedantic conclusion, the truths taught of the Veda, Vedanti tat tattva vidas. These seers that see this tattva, they see these three different, they, they, they apprehend the supreme absolute truth, which is one in three different ways. Going on in the Anucheta, Jiva writes, this being the case, when the substantive appears without attributes, that vision is incomplete, as when it appears in the form of Brahman. And when that substantive, Advayagyana, manifests in the form with attributes, that demonstrate the varieties inherent in its essential nature, then that vision is complete as when it appears in the form of Sri Bhagavan. With this intention, it will first be established that the absolute truth manifests in accordance with the vision of the aspiring practitioner, using six verses that contain questions and answers regarding the appearance of this great Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, Srila Jiva Goswami, as I said, this is a very long Anucheta. He quotes uh, six verses uh, of a few verses uh, from the Bhagavatam. Again, he some commentary on this very beginning of the Anucheta. Srila Jiva Goswami further fortifies his conclusions. He's already made these points earlier in this Bhagavat Purana. Now he's fortifying them. This is called applying the logic of driving in a post or stuna nikanana nyaya, to drive a post or peg into the ground. One must hammer it again and again. The more it is hammered, the more firmly it stands. Because the Brahman doctrine was very prominent at the time, Satsandarvas were written, Srila Jiva Goswami endeavors meticulously to establish Bhagavan as the complete absolute. And as we made clear, it is also prominent now in the various misconceptions, uh, even the misconceptions regarding Brahman, what to speak of a proper understanding of the Brahman doctrine. Um, a clear distinction was actually never fully unpacked by my spiritual master, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Uh, any conception of a non-personal absolute was more or less thrown in the bucket of Mayavad philosophy. We know that there's much more to that 
that there's Brahmavad and there's Mayavad. And, but that's why there is, there's further, uh, further elucidation of the principles of a Sampradaya uh, that come up uh, as, as the flow of spiritual knowledge goes forward in time. So one, one generation of, of sadhus and spiritual masters may emphasize one aspect of their Sampradaya's teachings and going forward, uh, those aspects have to be more unpacked for future generations to enter deeply into the theistic basis of the Sampradaya. It is also incorrect to think that one manifestation of the absolute truth is a transformation of a or effect of one of the other manifestations. In other words, it is not that Bhagavan transforms into Brahman or vice versa. Both are the one absolute reality and are not subject to change. The difference lies in the vision of the experiencer. Important point here being made that there is one supreme absolute truth and that one absolute truth is viewed differently. Um, we, may, uh, we may experience in a room the entrance of sunlight and appreciate its, its warmth and illumination. But if we exit the room and look into the, the sky, we can see that there is a source of that illumination, a bright ball in the sky from where that heat and radiance and light is coming. And if we're so fortunate and have the capacity, we could actually enter into that orb and have the association of the personality who is in charge of that generating source. So, all these visions are correct. They're just more and more complete. But the substance being experienced or seen in this instance, that is the same. So now Jiva Goswami is going to go through um, step by step uh, the verses that deal with Sridhavyasadeva's revelation. And I'm going to kind of go through these a little quickly, just reading the Bhagavatam verses themselves. Uh, Narada said, and again, there are many verses between this. This is just a six verses that Jiva's pulled out uh, to, to highlight his point uh, of this Bhagavan being the most complete manifestation. So you have fully inquired into and studied the eternal Brahman, yet, O oh Master, you lament for yourself as though you were a failure. Wandering throughout the three worlds, Vyasadeva replied, like the sun and pervading 
within, like the vital breath. You are the witness of all Atmas. So please assess the deficiency in me, despite my being immersed through yogic discipline and vow in transcendental Brahman, in eminent Brahman in the form of the Veda. So Vyasadeva is saying, help me here, because I should feel satisfied in all that I've done. Uh, I'm a yogi, and I... I entered into the, an understanding of Brahman and, and, and the manifestation of Brahman coming forth into human society as the Vedas. I have written those all down for the benefit of human society. I'm not content. Narda answers, you have left the sublime and spotless glories of the Lord partially unexplained. I hold any wisdom teaching incomplete if it does not please the Lord. Nard is saying, this is, this is the source. I don't, I don't consider what you've done to be a complete presentation. Even knowledge that is pure and free from bondage to action is without beauty if devoid of devotion to the infallible Lord. What then can be said of action, which is always inauspicious when not offered to the Lord? even if performed without any motive. So some comment here from the great Sridhar Swami. Jiva Goswami takes that comment and places it in his Anucheda. The word Anjana, uh, tincture, we heard the, hear this word used a lot in reference to sight. Uh, is that by which one is colored or corrupted. It is used here in the sense of upadi or an artificial designation of the self. The knowledge, gyan, that el eliminates all such artificial designations is known as naranjana. Even this type of gyan is without beauty if devoid of devotion to the infallible Lord. This means that it cannot give complete and direct apprehension of the truth that lies beyond the pure view of the senses. As this verse is highly regarded, Sri Sutta repeats it in the concluding section of the 12th canto. So Sutta Goswami has twice uh, brought forth this verse uh, spoken by Narada in relation to the incompleteness of transcendental revelation, and specifically the incompleteness of the revelation offered to human society by Srila Vyasudeva, if the conception of the supreme absolute is not there. Well, you could say, well, Krishna is there, even his Bhagavad Gita is there in the Mahabharata. So, isn't, isn't, isn't the absolute truth dealt with? And the answer from Narda is not in a comprehensive way that instills the reader, the, the, the person that's studying, whether they're studying the Veda directly or the, the fifth Veda uh, for the remainder of humanity who's not fully qualified to approach the Veda proper. There's, 
this emphasis on the Lord's personal form and the worship of that form and appreciation of that form and eternal service to that form is not highlighted. Narada concludes with these verses. And these verses contain the, the means of revelation which Vyasadeva employed. First, he gives the mantra. I meditate upon and offer obeisances unto you, O Supreme Lord, who are Vasudev, Pradyumna, Sankarchan, Sankarshan, and Aniruddha. A person's vision attains completion by reciting this mantra and thus worshiping the Lord of sacrifice, who is out without material form, but who does have the inherent forms invoked in the mantra. So the spiritual master is giving mantra diksha in the form of this meditate upon Krishna in his forms, Vasudeva, Padumna, Sankarchan, and Aniruddha. He's revealing this to Srila Vyasadeva, and then he's given concise instructions in regard to the mantra. It will make your vision complete. Another significant, I'll skip some things here, another significant and practical point to be gleaned from the dialogue between Srivyas and Narda is that one cannot come to perfect realization of Bhagavan without the mercy of the spiritual master. You must be initiated uh, into this transcendental knowledge by one who is completely realized in it, the Sadguru. Uh, here, uh, some highlights again regarding the significance of this understanding what Srila Vyasadeva had accomplished, even a person like Vyas, he's learned in Kamya Karma, Brahman as eminence in the form of fruit of action, and Brahmagyan, Brahman as transcendence, could not solve this problem. So he'd already revealed all this knowledge to human society through what had been written, how to properly conduct oneself, and through that sattvic action, uh, attain advancement, leading to knowledge of the Supreme in transcendence, still it was not complete. Therefore, Srila Rupa Goswami advises that one should take shelter of a genuine guru, receive initiation, and study under him. Therefore, from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, one should take shelter of a true guru, receive initiation from him in Krishna mantra, and then study under him. One should render service respectfully to one guru and follow in the footsteps of the saintly. The primary meaning of the word Bhagavan, I'm sorry, Brahman is Bhagavan. Uh, here in this Anucheda, Sri Jiva Goswami, uh, 
points out that uh, even this word Brahman is uh, is intended for Bhagavan, and he gives evidence to that effect. Uh, for the Brahmana, the primary meaning of terms like Ananta, Bhagavan, Brahman, and Ananda applies only to Sri Vishnu. When they refer to something else, those are secondary meanings. Again, in the Padma Purana, because the Lord has immeasurable attributes, it is not possible to delineate all of them separately. Therefore, they are collectively indicated by the word Brahma. Thus, the word Brahma or Brahman can be an adjective for the all-pervading Sri Vishnu alone, no other, as he alone has unlimited qualities. And the conclusion in this regard, uh, regarding uh, this conception, and again, uh, I'm taking the essence of an extremely uh, detailed Anucheta or section of the Bhagavat Purana, but therein, this idea of seeing the Supreme Absolute Truth is fully exemplified uh, in this verse from the 10th Canto, wherein Sri Krishna is entering the arena and being viewed differently by all, all the different uh, members of the audience there. Uh, Bhagavatam is the complete scripture, and I am, because of time, uh, going to jump forward to our ending comments here in the final Anucheta of the Bhagavat Sandarbha. Bhagavan can be realized through devotion alone. Anucheta 102. Ordinary people of modern vision may not accept that you have various extraordinary attributes, but it is the direct experience of your realized devotees that you do. Only bhakti leads to him. Only bhakti reveals him. The Supreme Lord is controlled by bhakti. Bhakti is the only potent means. And also in the Katha Upanishad, the Supreme Lord is not attained through study, nor through the intellect, nor through hearing many scriptures. Only he whom the Lord chooses attains him. Unto him the Lord reveals himself. In this way, Brahman and Bhagavan have been described. Thus ends the Bhagavat Sandarbha, second volume of the Bhagavat Sandarbha called Sat Sandarbha. Again, interesting to note here that the Bhagavat Sandarbha is dealing with uh, the Bhagavan conception of the Supreme. And the Bhagavat Sandarbha is the entirety of the Sandarbha is dealing with the Bhagavat Puranash or the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is written according to the instructions of Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan, who are revered members of the universal royal order of Vaishnavas. 
They are unalloyed servants of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the purifier of the jivas in Kali Yuga, who descended to distribute the benediction of his own service. This Sandarbha called Bhagavat Sandarbha is the second among the Sandarbhas called Sri Bhagavat Sandarbha. Here ends the Bhagavat Sandarbha and the commentary concludes, Sri Brahma designated the senses in such a way that they perceive only outwardly. They cannot perceive the individual self or the supreme self within even during the waking and dreaming states. The Supreme Self can, however, be perceived by the grace of bhakti, which is the Lord's internal potency. Sri Krishna asserts this, only through pure devotion coupled with faith can I be understood and realized. This is from his instructions to Uddhava. Just as one can smell only through the nose and hear only through the ear, one can see the Lord only through bhakti. The devotees who have shattered their illusion by the grace of the Lord can see the Lord within and without. Premanjana charita bhakti vilochanena santa sadaiva hudayeshu vilokayanti. So that brings us to the conclusion of our presentation on the Bhagavad Sandarbha. Uh, we'll continue in our next discussion going into the Paramatma Sandarbha. I'm going to present three classes there. Uh, and then uh, they'll deal with the overall conception of Paramatma and um, his manifestation of the material world and uh, ourselves as jivas will be the second class. Exactly what are our characteristics as the Shakti of the Paramatma uh, manifestation of the Supreme uh, Lord. And uh, we'll conclude with uh, a very Gordia conception of the necessity for the manifestation of the material universes. Following those three discourses, we will proceed to an in-depth uh, review of the Krishna Sandarbha, uh, Krishna being the focus of our uh, devotional practice and the ideal. If anyone has any questions, I'll be glad to attempt to answer them to the best of my capacity. Otherwise, I thank you so very much for your kind association and attention. Panchakalpatubhyascha, Kripasidnabhivacha, Patitadam Pabhinibhyo, Vaishnavidyo, Namo Namaha.